Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast. I'm Andy Brown at Clinical Andy on Twitter, and my friend here is Matt Holt, and I'm at Codec Moments on Twitter. Hello, how are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. It feels like it's a long time since I've seen you. It's it's been a whole what twenty four hours. Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we have um, to so, explain in fairness we we tend not to see each other that often but i think over the last last few weeks we've we've made more of an effort and we've been getting more content out and uh yes we're, we're having been, as uh my other half put it saturday adventures without the partners at the moment it's been fun yeah i like it it's good yeah yeah finding things to do at the weekend while everybody's working it's good no, definitely. Uh, one of the things which uh, we've both done, actually independently rather than together this weekend, is we've both played Battlefront 2. We have. We've had a go at the demo. I am deliberate with that. It is a demo. Shut up. It's a beta. They're, they're doing all kinds of stuff with servers and things. Yeah, a few weeks before <laughs> release. It is not a beta. It's a demo to make people buy it. So we've been playing that. And has it, has it made you want to buy it? I think I was going to buy it anyway. I don't think this was going to sway me one way or another, but I've had quite a lot of fun with it. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too, actually, I'll be honest. Um, but then I loved the first game, so is it yeah. that surprising? No, probably not. Well, tell me about your experience. Um, so it's... Obviously, what we got in it, we've got three game modes and the single-player arcade, um, which you have a crack on. I think it's three maps in total, isn't it? And... I don't know about you, but I did just dive straight into the oh, is it the Galactic Conquest mode? It's the first one that's on the menu, and it says "Get Started," and it's just a what is it? Sixty players on a map. Is it? Oh, is it twenty versus twenty, or is it thirty versus thirty? I can't remember what it I is. But there's a lot of people on a map in Theed, and you're either playing clone troopers or droid army, and it's objective based. It's very much battlefield fodder. If you've played Battlefield at all, you'll you'll know work as a team to get to an objective, capture an objective, unleash the next one, and so on and so forth. And with this one, you either have to defend or attack a moving battle tank, which is going to release loads of droids, and which are M- going to swarm a palace throne room and take over the entire complex. An MTT. An MTT. And MTT stands for? Mm-hmm. I think it was Mobile Troop Transport. I seem to remember seeing it on uh, on a page somewhere massive, in the menus or massive, massive troop transport. Troop I mean, transport. it is massive. So yeah, so yeah, I, I leapt straight into that and did a couple of rounds, swapping sides. Pretty much got my ass handed to me. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It, the team I was with weren't very team like. Um, I think we were all pretty much in the same boat. It felt like um, it was the first time we played getting to grips with the controls, the mechanisms, the fact it does play a little bit differently from other first-person shooters. And we were up against a team where people had pretty much maxed out the level ranking, so quite clearly had no lives at all and had just spent three days playing the game. And one particularly annoying person who who just leapt everywhere. Uh, I mean, there was at no point he obviously was not spamming his X button and jumping all over the place, um, making him very annoyingly hard to hit. Jumper's got to jump, Matt. It's a, it's a it's a viable tactic in the game, but it doesn't stop you from being a. Uh, <laughs> okay, we bleep button out for that later, right? Um, yes. Well, <laughs> I got three rounds of that in on Friday night, and and I have to say my experience was similar in that the the round that we won, we were defending and we got them out on tickets, and 
the other thing that I was shocked about was just how few people were playing objectives. I had, I had one round where it, the big blue marker came up. It must have been the first round. A uh, big blue marker came up, you know, collect the ion cannon. So yeah, ran for it, grabbed it. And I did that a few times and I got a few, I think I got three or four shots off on the MTT. And even then, when when they hit the fallback positions and, you know, you clearly get the audio cue saying, oh, fallback to the, the next point, the ion cannon that I was headed to disappeared and I realized mm. the markers were behind me. So I fell back to grab an ion cannon and attack the MTT. And I realized I was on my own. Everybody else in my team, in my squad, was just rushing forward to attack yeah. the enemy like lemmings with lasers. That's, it, that's the only way I could describe it. So I died a lot because I was on my own most of the time. Yeah. And I'm not great at, you know, I can hold my own in a first-person shooter, but I'm no, you know, I'm not going to be out there streaming it competitively or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not going to be a, yeah. an eSports legend. But I was shocked it's because when... It's not kind of game though, is it? When I, um, when I got to the end of the round, I was third on the table because I'd played the objective. It's exactly that. It's not, um, it's not about who kills the most people. Though it, it does, I've said that, and, and you get to the end of a round and it does tell you who got the most kills and who scored the most points. And it does seem to be, I don't know if you spotted this, but any of the rounds or any of the modes I played, the person with the most kills tended to be the person with the most points. Yeah, um, and, and I think it goes, it goes a long way. But I was surprised at how much difference playing the objectives made. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's it. It's about team gameplay. Um, right from the point where it squads you up automatically with other people who are spawning at the same time and staying in proximity with them provides you with a boost, a points boost. And it's just all about focusing and encouraging that team strategy. Yeah, and what, and I, what think, I missed... Cool. I was saying, I think as we get several weeks into playing it, maybe even several days when the actual release comes out, people will start to play it more as an objective and as a team rather than a one-man army wanting to max the points up and become Darth Maul, that kind of thing. That's the thing I always found with the Walker Assault in the original game, actually, was that when you played it later on, people knew what they were doing, people knew what the objectives were, and actually the the games were a lot slicker, they were a lot better. The the flow was there. Definitely. So that was nice. What what do you think about the the squad mechanic um, and the, the classes? Uh, I didn't mind the classes. I thought they were a nice, um, quick select instead of faffing around with your weapons and your style cards. It was quite nice being able to set every single one up um, in advance or even midway through the match uh, and then just swap between them. I tended to stick with the trooper most of the time, um, just a bog standard assault kind of guy. And uh, yeah, because I was just following the main objective gameplay. I experimented a bit with the heavy, or I quite liked. Yeah, I enjoyed the heavy. I, I found it suited my playstyle really well, and the officer was um, the officer was good fun as well, actually. Mm. I didn't I didn't try the officer. Um, I went nowhere near the sort of the scout type affair, just because I didn't think in the maps that were in this demo, I don't think they really lent themselves to sniping. For the, for the teams I've been on, there was actually one which we'll get to a little bit later on. Um, which did work really well if you were defending, but when when you were attacking, it it was no point holding back and you know picking that, people off from distance. You needed to be in there and in it. It's that point towards the end when you're defending um, before they breach the doors, and you can just take the high ground, and that's that's the point to play the scout and pick people off yeah. as they they come up the steps towards the high ground. That that was that's what I found anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was good graphically, stunning. 
It's got that looks sweet, total Star Wars feel to it again, um, which we knew it would do. They've, they've nailed it. It's quite clear there's a bit more depth to the character this time round and what you can do as a player and how you level up and then the loot drops that you get and that you can buy and which just seem obligatory in every game at the moment. But it was nice to log in and recognise that you played the game before. You play Battlefront, uh, give you a few bonus packs, give you bonus packs daily, chuck stuff at you. Reasons to go back and keep playing, especially when it gives you star cards and bits and other pieces that you can use later on. It's like we were talking, uh, we were talking yesterday about Gran Turismo, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about more in another podcast uh, yep. later in the week. And um, the, the thing that I remember about GT5 was making sure I logged in every day to get my paint. And I think, it, it yeah. you know, is it Star Wars paint? <laughs> it, it pretty much is, isn't it? It's, it's log in, get some scrap, maybe get a little bonus card that you can use with um, one of your vehicles or... Um, with, one of your, with one of your classes, and yeah, it's it's a nice, a nice, gentle way to encourage you to log in and at least have one game, because if you're there, if you've booted it up, you may as well do. So for me, I think I think it could be my go-to multiplayer first-person game because it's it's an awesome game. It's Star Wars. It's got pew pew pew, um, which you know is <laughs> awesome, and. I think with friends, actually, when you're communicating with actual people that you know and having a laugh and having a bit of support, you know, when you've grabbed an iron cannon and you've got a few people actually watching your back for you, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be really fab. Yeah. So and it's a no-brainer for me. Kind of bore. Yeah. And it is. It's on my. It's on my to-buy list. Is it on a pre-order? Not yet. It's. Uh, but mainly because there's a lot coming out, and I'm going to hold just slightly until I know I can give it a bit of time. But that whole point of com- uh, being able to converse with friends and coordinate your attacks, I think that'll come into its own in some of the other game modes. Um, the ones that we saw, obviously, in this demo were um, the Starfighter Assault, which was hard, very hard, not least because the the flying is just... It's arcade flying, which works really well for the game, but when you're expecting it to fly like other flying games, you're all over the place it is it's very tricky to get to grips with how simple it is it, it, can, it really does throw you um, but the actual objective based on that it was a brilliant idea um, effectively you were taking down either defending or attacking but you were taking down star destroyers for the moment of a better term that's what you were doing by taking out individual elements of the ships or taking out docking clamps it worked really nicely I love the idea of focusing it and giving you something to really go for rather than just you know, 20 minutes of dogfighting. But it was tricky, and it was difficult. Um, and I don't think we, as a team, even got even halfway towards the objective. But it was a lot of fun to play. Did you make it overly complicated by using a wheel? No, I don't think that's compatible. <laughs> no, I, I did. Um, I, I, I do wonder about the sanity of the people who've mapped roll and throttle and de-throttle onto the same stick. So you go slightly off centre, um, and instead of accelerating, you're spinning round, and and that just disorients you completely. Are you not tempted to get like a thrust master and and throttle control to to plug into your uh, your play seat? Uh, no, I'm not at all tempted by that, and I don't think they'd be compatible with this anyway. Okay, I think you should. I think it'd be really good. But but yeah, the the starfighter assault was was good fun. Um, the starfighters um, or using the vehicles over feed as well were quite good when you were playing as the clone troopers. 
Uh, you're in one of the troop transports, uh, operating one of the big green laser of death cannon things, uh, which was quite good fun. Or you're in the droid fighters uh, and just trying not to crash into buildings. That was that was pretty much what I did through that. And then for the other online mode we could have a go at, there was Strike, which was on mm. Takodama, uh, which is where Mazzy's castle is, if you've seen the Force Awakens. And the objective was to steal a Jedi artifact and get it to um, a transport. Simple as that. It's very much a capture the flag type of affair where one team is trying to capture it and the other team is just trying to stop them from getting away. And that was intense. Oh, really? Very. It it was the map itself was really nicely designed so that there were multiple routes you could take to escape, but it didn't just funnel you down corridors, it, it made it quite open. It spawned you not a ridiculous distance away from where you needed to be, although it was a fixed point every time. It was easily, it's sort of fairly easy to access every single part of the map, so you could get in and support your team. And it went right down into overtime. Oh, so right, we'd brilliant. done however many lives we'd lost as the um, as the thieving team. We we ran out, and then it went into overtime. And what I couldn't quite actually quite figure out is how long overtime would go on for, because the deaths just seemed to disappear. And it didn't really matter. You didn't have to worry about your tickets. But I don't know if it was just a set period of time you had to complete the objective. And it it did turn into a proper fist pump moment at the end because we'd fought and we'd fought and we'd fought and we got the artifacts. Oh, it must have been something daft, like 30 metres from where we needed to get it to. 30 metres from the transport. There was just a wall and a barrage of rebels stopping us from going. And I just did the sod it, ploughed in, Grabbed it after uh, seeing one of my mates die in front of me, and then no. just 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 sprinted and managed to stay alive long enough to get it into the transport and, and win the match. Nice. So it was it was really good because it just you know you're thinking I'm on the cusp, that's it, game over. It's last ditch effort. I've really got to try for this, and it worked, and it felt really good, really satisfying because it was a really well pitched battle between the two sides. The strike was a lot of fun, and I think. Oh, I can't remember the name of the mode. Was it Blast that we used to play a lot of in uh, Battlefront? You, where it was I about capturing points. I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit like that. In, in its style, it was fast-paced, smaller teams, slightly smaller maps and not overly complicated, and you could just belt around and, and try and hit your objective. It also chucks in a couple of new clone troopers or stormtroopers or first order troopers, whatever the hell they were, to have a crack at. Uh, and I ended up wandering around with a big flamethrowery weapon for quite a while, which was very effective <laughs> at clearing out little corridors. And so people do not come running at you when you've got that in your hand. Which is uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. And then the last mode is arcade, uh, which was the single player offering, not the campaign, but just the arcade mode. And that was playing as Darth Maul. Or another droid army trooper, um, and just basically having to take down a number of guys within a time limit. Each person that you killed, you got three seconds bonus time, um, and then you had to run around and find some more. That was set in feed again, so it wasn't a different map. Um, it was in the throne room, but it was actually surprisingly challenging. I think I did it on the first go that I had, but I didn't score very well. I failed the second attempt, and I did it on the third go, and again, didn't score very well and couldn't figure out how to increase the score. But it meant it did get to play around with um, some of the heroes. So I got to play around with Darth Maul and see what he was like as a character. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun to use. I could see him being very tricky to take down in the main game. I did see him getting used a couple of times when I was playing the uh, sort of the uh, Galactic Assault mode. Yeah, certainly when I've seen him, he's been very effective. 
well, the, the guy that had obviously saved up enough points to use him just hung back uh, and kind of let everybody else get used as laser fodder, which was slightly disappointing because you're thinking, you know, you've got these big powerful characters. The point is they're supposed to break bottlenecks. Hmm. They're supposed to shift the tide of battle. If you just hang back, then you've wasted it. You should have let somebody else have a go with them. Certainly, yeah, the, the occasions where I saw good old Darth, he, used, he, he was well in there. It was it was awesome. No, and... Um, I like the way the points build up and you can purchase them for use in the game rather than having to sort of randomly luckily find a yeah, token. Yeah, uh, and then and then not knowing what that token was going to be as well until you you yeah. kind of got it. It was always it was disappointing when you ended up, you know, in the in the Y wing when you wanted to be Darth Vader. Oh, you just got a thermobaric grenade. I appreciate the chance of you ending up in a Y-Wing when you wanted Darth Vader because they're both on different sides. Well, yeah, I mean... But Don't flame I, me. I, 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 get, I get your point. <laughs> but no, this method works better. definitely works better. You build your score up and then pick your vehicles. And it's uh, it's a nice way of doing it. It, it is. You... You don't feel like you have to be the greatest player in the world to, to get hold of them. It's just a, your choice on when you spend your points. Okay, so, I mean... I think we both decided we're going to pick it up. How, how long is the beta running for? Is it going to be over by the time this uh, this gets posted? Yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, like four o'clock on Monday the 9th. So it'll be it'll be done before anybody's even listening to this. But hopefully, if you are listening to this, you have had you have had a decent go at it. Decided whether you liked it or not. I think it was a it appeared to be a very nicely polished game. It was very smooth. I say I say graphically, it might have looked like it does look like Star Wars, but I don't know if you know. It's just in Theed and even in in the Takadama, the amount of the amount of leaves being blown around, and the sort of these little effects just to bring you more into the worlds. I'm looking forward to seeing what the other maps are like. I'm looking forward to seeing what the other game modes are like, and I'm really looking forward to the campaign. It's definitely that yeah. as as drawing me towards yeah, definitely playing it, even even if it's like. Battlefield One was, and it's it's five hours. I'll I'll take five hours of it because I think it'd be a lot of fun. Well, there you go. Battlefront Two is set for release on some day in November, <laughs> the fourteenth of November. It better not be because my Battlefront like that. <laughs> is it the fourteenth? Because I don't actually know. I'm going to check it. I don't. I thought you were googling it. I am doing. This people was it seventeenth of November. All right, let's do that again. So Battlefront Two is out on the seventeenth of November. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which isn't that far away, and um, by the time you listen to this, it's probably only five weeks off. Yeah, and if you pre-order, then you get early access from the 14th of November. Yes. So that's where I pluck that date from. Yeah, so early access, I assume, to the multiplayer, not early access to the campaign. Don't well, know. Actually, what are they going to do? Is that just for the digital pre-orders? Does it? Does it no, it's, uh, it's for... Offer up any clues? Do you get your retail copy three days earlier if you pre-order it then? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, we could reach out to EA. Matter. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll reach out to EA. Okay, nope. let's see nope. if we get a response. Their intern will completely ignore me, but I'll reach out to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's try that. Um, okay. I don't think he's an intern anymore. I think he's he's probably something like vice president of Madden Games by now. I imagine. Okay, um, give it a shot. See if we can get an answer. All right. Well, thanks very much. Uh, that's been the Codec Moments podcast. Don't forget to check out the site, www.codecmoments.com, for more of our fantastic content. Let us know on Facebook and Twitter what you like, what you don't like, and we will, we'll take a bit of criticism. We'll, uh, we'll try and do more of what people enjoy. And, because I'm going to say it now and try and commit him to it, if you are listening to this podcast, purely a podcast, 
Um, if you head over to YouTube, you could also listen to it again with actual Battlefront 2 footage in the background. We'll see what I can do. So yes, check out the YouTube channel um, where we'll be attempting to put these podcasts up and where we can, we will try and get some video with them. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, bye. Bye. Bye.